That's heaven on earth. Now we're learning to birth the father's dreams. The divine life is living in the dream life of God. The river is the dream life of God. You're out of the river if you're in your own dream. You're in the dry place. Vain labor. That's witchcraft, that's rebellion. That's why people are prideful, because they built for self. That's what pride is. Pride is all building in your life for self. But Christ is the wise master builder who only builds for his Father in heaven through your spirit and through your mind renewed. Until we learn how to build the Father's dreams will labor in vain. Father's idea of revival is very different than the charismatic church. Very different. Father sees revival as himself being formed inside your heart. Revival is a well that's been undug, a womb that has birthed the divine child. God's more interested in putting one person in real revival than stirring up 5,000 people in strange fire. Because he only does the real deal. No shortcuts. Never faking it. He brings himself through your spirit. And the more you can yield to the Father passing through your spirit, the more he can use you to birth his dreams for this world. Do you trust him that what he dreams is better than anything you could imagine, hope for, or pray for by the dunamis explosive resurrection power outflowing from your heart? That's what it means to be a friend of God, is the constant surrender of your dream life to his dream life until you become the friends of God knowing his plans are greater than your plans Jesus Christ said that my food is to do the will of my father in heaven meaning that's how you grow as a spirit because God is spirit you'll never grow as a spirit being and see yourself as a spirit ultimately a rainbow angel except by constantly yielding your heart to the Father for his plans. That's how you get big. We have donuts you don't know about. <laughs> I wanna encourage you guys. The dream of the Father is so good. like pretend fake good that you have to pretend like it's good but it's actually going to make you
happier, <laughs> actually happier than anything you could have pursued on your own to do in your own will. It's all garbage, just throw it out today and feast <laughs> with the Lord and the dream of the Father. <laughs> There's a few things that have to take place inside the person to get them in the way of the Lord. There is a born-again experience of being born of the Spirit in the water. Then there was Jesus constantly yielding every day to his Father. He showed you how to live in obedience to God. And his Spirit and his angels are here to help you and his friends and his brothers are here to show you the way so you know how to birth everything from God to have the greatest possible life on earth that your joy may be complete and your joy would be overflowing Jesus Christ said he came to earth how do we get our joy perfected how do we get our divine pleasure perfected called the Garden of Eden how do we return to Eden by letting the Father have his way through our hearts each day, yielding our will to his will, connecting our brain to his spirit. The brain controlled by the spirit is at peace with God. Peace with God is what crushes Satan under your feet. Be constantly controlled by the river of life through your brain. Temptation is to bring your brain out of the water, out of submitting the brain to the water, and to serve idols in the dry place. And all dry place is idolatry. And all dry place is serving your own will, living for self instead of living for Christ. So you learn through what you sacrifice how to be a priest, which is a new covenant Christian. Every Christian is a priest because they minister to God in their own spirit. <laughs> what are you ministering to God? Your brain. You're ministering your thoughts and your ways to God on an altar of literal fire to burn your brain so that the Father comes through you by your ministry to God. You're not ministering to man, you're ministering to God in your spirit. If anyone's joined to the Lord, they're one spirit with the Lord. And how does your mind realize the glory? By going into an unknown realm, restoring the ancient paths. The ancient paths are not external, but internal. It's the original plumbing of Adam and Eve when they released the four rivers of Genesis. Those were not external rivers. Those were internal rivers. Out of their heart flowed rivers. Jesus is the second Adam. He had the same plumbing as God's design of man and woman. The rivers of heaven were flowing out of the man, Christ Jesus. You're learning how to release heaven through your heart by the sacrifice of your soul. And especially the sacrifice of religion 
that has the external appearance of serving God, but is not in the river. It's not having your mind, will, and emotions controlled by the living God. So there's no peace in it. There's performance in it. There's striving. And it's full of strange fire and dead works. And that's the curse of the fall that we're consuming by a people whose minds are fully controlled by the river head. The river head is Christ in your womb. Can you bring your brain and go right side up by submitting your brain to Christ in your womb? You're saved by birthing the divine child. Salvation means saved from the world by birthing the divine child. <laughs> How do you birth the divine child, the supernatural child? How do you birth that rainbow angel of the Lord, Yahweh of Revelation 10.1? How do you bring forth the river of God, which is bringing forth God himself? By the renewing of your mind, you are metamorphosized. By the renewing of your mind, by bringing the brain, which is all the external ability of the fall of man, into submission to Christ, the angel of the Lord, inside your spiritual womb. And that's how the bride begins to birth the dawn. Psalms 108, I will awaken the dawn. She's an army arising from the dawn until your day until your day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. It's a people that have pulled their brain from the outer realm into the inner realm. That have actually repented, which is return your mind to Christ. Not on the outside. That's external religion. That's Satan. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. There's a remnant of a remnant of a remnant that actually practice the new covenant temple of the Holy Spirit that have returned their mind to the actual throne room through the womb of the dawn. Dawn comes about, the dawning of day, which is the glory, the outraging brilliance of the light being shining through a remnant because they've repented with all their brains back into the womb of the morning. The womb of the dawn. Repentance is bringing your brain connected to external religion into the internal realities of God. And you become the outraying brilliance of God the Father in true spiritual repentance. enter back into your mother's womb again <laughs> and it's true the mother's womb is the Holy Spirit the womb of the morning star the mother's womb that you enter in is not natural but supernatural you must be born of the Spirit John chapter 3 his mind was thinking natural even though what he said in the natural was true, it had to, he was thinking natural woman and natural birth. If you just add the super to that, you'll actually get the truth in what Nicodemus was saying in John 3. 
there's this supernatural womb where the river flows, born of the Spirit and the water. Holy Spirit's called in the Bible, in the New Testament, by the Lord Jesus himself, the mother, the brooding mother hen. Yeah. So you have to go into the mother's womb <laughs> to be born a second time, to be born of the Spirit and the water. You have to go into the Spirit's womb. And if you keep your brain inside the Spirit's womb, you get totally renewed. And all the power of God the Father will flow through you. Problem is, after we're born again, we're not taught Spirit. We're not taught New Covenant. We're taught works, formulas, religion, and mostly charismatic witchcraft that has less than zero to do with the actual New Testament teachings of the apostles of how to go from glory to glory. How to be temples that birth the kingdom dimension into the natural dimension, bringing armies from another realm. And that's why Satan hasn't, that's why Satan has had dominion over the Christians. And the Christians are so submitted to the natural realm because they're taught witchcraft. That's how he bewitches you after you're born again, that you are not taught how to bring heaven to earth properly through the new covenant of what Jesus opened up for you in your hearts. Most people have a mixture of themselves and Christ. That can't be amongst any disciple. Be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect, meaning let His light be the only light in you and not the light of pride of the fallen angels. Stop being stubborn. Why are you resisting the light of the Holy Spirit? Because you insist there's light in your human nature, which is the fallen angel pride still working in you. It has to burn with the true light of the Father, which is the grace of the Lord Jesus. True light has come into the world. True light is grace, and grace will come like a flood, a flood of light. Who opposes the flood? Who opposes grace? Those who are still operating in their own humanity. And you can be a mystic and operate in your humanity. Most mystics do. There's false mysticism everywhere. False revelation everywhere. Revelation for you to be a more spiritual Christian is totally demonic. Let me say that again. Revelation for you to be a more spiritual Christian is completely satanic because it's based on pride. True revelation, apostolic witness, is, is the destruction and crucifixion of your carnal nature for God alone to live through your body. He is the treasure in jars of clay. He is the pearl of great price. False teachers have filled the charismatic church with false revelation false mysticism. It sounds really spiritual, really fancy, but it still depends on your brain. Real Christianity does not depend on your brain. Zero. It only depends on your heart birthing Jesus through it. Those who are still learning in their brain are still eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and bringing death into the world through Satan and his angels. And it's everywhere in Christianity. Be crucified with Christ. 
Let your personality, your desires, your will, stop telling the Holy Spirit what to do. Every day people come to me and tell me what they want from God. God bless you, but that's pride. You need to come to God and ask Him what He wants as you die. That's humility. That's the beginning of Christianity, being a disciple, not of self and your desires, cares, wants, hopes, and dreams, but letting God birth His plans, which are far better than anything you could imagine, but He requires faith. No one can come to God except through faith, meaning that you trust what He will birth through your spirit that your brain knows less than zero about is better than anything you could do and provide for your own life. Very few Christians have ever walked this true path of discipleship of birthing the angel of the Lord. It's the only thing that removes the curse of the fall in a people completely selfless. It sounds like a lot. It's a reasonable sacrifice that you would yield all your soul to God's soul. And God's soul is poured out on all flesh in the seven spirits of God. You are currently as filled with God's soul, his seven spirit rainbow river, to the measure you've made room for him in your soul. How thirsty for righteousness are you? That's the measure you're currently filled. We need a greater emptying of ourselves to be a greater indwelling and infilling and an overflowing of the seven spirits of God to become the manifest sons of God. There can be no mixture of self. There can be no mixture of you in that earthen vessel. Amen. Amen. Somebody's gonna hatch today. <laughs> Heaven on earth is fully available perfectly to those who become emptied of self. In order to find your life, you must lose it. What is the losing of your life? The emptying of everything that's in the world. Everything you filled your cup with. You come thirsty to be filled with his cup. It's a daily cup. Can you drink the cup of my death? Jesus Christ asked his disciples. Dying to self, living to Christ, especially the religious servant of self that has the appearance of serving God but still serves the fallen angels. <laughs> Can you come and empty out everything in your soul to be filled with the soul of God? You are glorified right now, currently, to the measure you've emptied yourself of your soul to be filled with God the Father's soul given to all men and women exactly the same for 2,000 years. Revelation 5, 6, the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. The seven spirits will fill you as soon as you empty self and get filled with God. If you desire the Father, you'll always be filled. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. Those who hunger and thirst will always be satisfied because the seven spirits of God see all nations' hearts perfectly. What is in your heart? God is asking you to empty your heart of everything in it 
to be filled fresh and new with the seven spirits of God today. The Holy Spirit is seven. It's the fullness of God the Father, always available exactly the same in all the nations every day. The issue is you're already filled with something. And he's not going to remove the substance you desire to fill your body with. Once your cup is emptied, will you fill it with the seven spirits of God? And will you be constantly overflowing? And then the spirit and the bride will say, come who are thirsty. What are the nations going to drink through those that have been emptied of self and filled with the seven spirits of God, the rainbow of the new covenant? Where was the rainbow? Over the flood of waters. What is the flood of waters? The Holy Spirit perfected in a group of people that have fully believed and obeyed the word of God and have risen from the dead, not by their own strength, but by the strength of angel armies. She is an army waving banners, Song of Songs says about the bride. She is an army waving banners. And the spirit and the bride waving banners says, come and drink the perfecting of my heart that overflows with the seven spirits of God. What is the set? The rainbow. The promise that you be filled with God the Father inside your bodies again. That's the promise to Noah. The future promise of perfection. That what we lost in the fall, Adam and Eve filled and overflowing with God the Father would be fully obtained in a future generation through Jesus Christ. The promise of the rainbow is at hand. That's what the nations will come to the bride and drink. If there's mixture in us, God is holding back our harvest. If there's pride and lust in us, there's a need for a greater sanctification, greater revelation, areas of deception, areas of unbelief, areas of doubt, tons of fears, and fears are covenants with demons. Every covenant you've made with demons has to be broken. Every fear has to be cast into the fire. Amen. The lake of fire was created to break your covenant with fears. Who is thrown in the lake of fire? The red dragon, the beast, and the false prophet. That's the realm of Satan and his angels that has come into covenant with man through fear. <laughs> and fear is only broken by fire. God has provided for you a way to break every attachment in your soul to the enemy. It's the fire of God. So let the fire of God be released upon every attachment in your soul, the back of your brain and your brainstem and your spinal cord and all 33 vertebrae be cleansed by fire. May you detach completely from every altar of Satan and attach completely to the altar of Jesus Christ inside the bride's womb. When her waters break, she says, come and drink. You've known natural waters and natural birthing for thousands of years. Now you're going to know spiritual waters and spiritual birthing in the day of the Lord. This is how you prepare an apostolic bride made perfect by the birthing of the waters. Throw all those fears into the love fire of God. 
You can trust him with all your heart. Just pour out your heart like water before the Lord. Take all of your fears, all of your worries, all of your cares, and trust that God loves you. He wants you to be free. He wants you to be happy in him, in his perfect will, his perfect plan for you, his perfect plan for the earth, <laughs> for his kingdom. So just be brave. Take all that darkness and just pour it out before him, tell him everything, and let it be cast in the lake of fire by his perfect love for you. Well, it says in the word that to the soul that's full, even the sweetest honey is bitter. <laughs> so empty your soul. Look to Jesus and pour it all out for your whole heart contents out before him. And that's the only way you can enjoy this message. It's the only way you can enjoy the word that Brandon has brought here in this day in this age is if you empty yourself, empty your soul. Otherwise, the sweetest honey available in the world, the sweetest revelation light being released through this ministry will be bitter to you if your soul is full of darkness and fears. So be brave. Take it all. Pour it out to Jesus today. Let him know all your fears and ask him to fill those places with his rainbow, the angel of Jesus, and all his legions of angels that were birthing today to fill you and flood you, to be made perfect. Trust him to bring your faith to completion. Do you believe that the Bible is true? Isn't Jesus the author? Perfecter, you can trust him. He's good. Jesus is God. The angels are looking for human spirits wearing a rainbow headband. Because <laughs> that means that your spirit has fully obeyed God. The Apostle Paul said, I've served God with my entire spirit. That means most people aren't. That their spirit's given to idols, their spirit's given to altars, their spirit's given a lot of stuff. The evidence that your spirit only serves God the Father is always accompanied with a rainbow halo, a rainbow crown, a rainbow headband. See, because... The angel or the spirit is the light being. That's the glory. What matters is the obedience of that spirit. The thought life of the spirit. Thoughts and intentions come out of the heart. The heart is the spirit. You are all spirit-led. You've been spirit-led from birth. It's just 200 million evil spirits that have led your minds into pits, into prisons, into cells, into all kinds of earthly rubbish to be of the earthly kind instead of the heavenly kind. To be of the heavenly kind means that there is a constant submission in your spirit, in the birthing of your spiritual womb to the plans and purposes of God through your spirit. 
That's how the rainbow rises in your heart. The seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. So the seven spirits of God are encountering and reacting to the thoughts in all your spirits and the decisions of all your spirits constantly. You're never far from God. It's just, have you brought the thoughts and intentions of your spirit into the judgment of the Word of God? Hebrews 4, 12, the Word of God judges the thoughts and intentions of your inner man, the hidden person of the heart, the real you. <laughs> not the fake external you, that ain't even you. You're not made out of stardust, you're made out of God's glory. You're made out of spirit. Even those in darkness are living as spirit. Darkness and all the thoughts and intentions of their hearts are wickedness constantly. And that's why their spirit is dark. When you're born of the spirit in the water, your spirit gets translated out of darkness into glorious light. Your spirit becomes light. The fact that your spirit is now shining shows us that you've taken God's truth and become well balanced with it. And how bright can your spirit shine? Until you're shining brighter than the noonday sun as a son of God. The brightness of your shining. Nations shall come to you to the brightness of your rising. Isaiah 61. They're coming to the brightness of your spirit that has obeyed God the Father. They will come. The time of testing will soon be over of those that have passed their test. The passing of your test is the temptation of the wilderness, of the natural realm, of he who is in the world offering you idolatry every step of spiritual growth. And you've fallen a thousand times and got back up again and put your rainbow crown back on your spirit and continue obeying God and rising in the brightness of him birthing through your heart. There's infinite grace here. I mean, you never have to beat yourself up. If you're still desiring God, you can shake it off. There will probably be a serpent bite. There will be some darkness and poison that will get in your bloodstream. So you have to go back to the Word and get washed. Washed in the water of the Word. You're continuously poisoned by lies in this world. Until your entire being, inside and out, is in the armor of the river of life, you will be stung. They were bitten by snakes in the wilderness in Moses' exodus. Many died from snake bites. Poison of lies. Snakes are lies. And the venom of serpents is the poison that destroys your souls when you believe the lies of Satan and his angels that lie to you by the millions every day. There's no way you won't believe lies. You'll believe lies every day until you're transfigured. Then you won't believe any lies. Then you'll be living fully as the archangel, like the archangels, and zero percent as human beings. And you'll have the ability to walk through walls, transport, fly through the sky, move interdimensionally, and do all the things God the Father can do, and Jesus Christ can do, and the Holy Spirit can do. And we're almost there. We're not there yet. But God has trained us to that place of perfection in all of His ability, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is the path of righteousness that shines ever brighter to the full dawn of day. Righteousness is the ability of God the Father. First, righteousness removes wickedness, which is 
truth-removing lies. <laughs> He's perfecting the inner man and overflowing through the outer man. And the overflow of God the Father is not appealing to a lot of people who are in self-righteousness because the enemy of your spirit is religion, even charismatic religion, even prophetic religion. There is a prophetic religion that's the most dangerous of all, Jezebel, the false prophet that gets the lake of fire in the book of Revelation. But you got millions of people involved in prophetic religion. You see some of these nasty people, we've seen them by the thousands over the years. How can you be so nasty and be prophetic? Because Jezebel's a prophet. Because religion is also a prophet. Janes and Jambres were prophets. Balaam was a prophet. You have prophets everywhere prophesying. Doesn't mean any of them are coming from God's throne. There's all kinds of thrones here. Apostle Paul talked to you about principalities, powers, thrones, and dominions. Any messenger from a throne is a prophet. Most of the time it's just not God's throne. You got millions of other thrones. Demons have had thrones because Adam and Eve surrendered the universe to them in the fall. <laughs> and they had messengers. And messengers come guised in light, just like their father the devil. They will come with the external glory. They will come to you in a fading glory. But the ever-increasing glory is how you'll know they are from the devil. Look into their womb, and from the womb, the true prophets will don day. The false prophets will not birth from their womb because it's an external light. It's still the light of religion. It's still the light of Saturn. The light of the fallen angels, the pride of the fallen angels is a light. Jesus Christ said, beware that the light in you is not actually darkness. Scripture, beware that the light in you is not darkness. How is there a light that's darkness? That's the fallen angels' pride. That's what religion is. That's the temptation every day that you look at the fruit of it and it was beautiful in appearance. But only after they ate it did it absorb their spirit life and give them an external self-righteous pleasure in the flesh. Balaam loved the wages of wickedness. It was an external reward for the false prophetics of Balaam. Wow. True prophets go after the internal reward of God the Father shining ever brighter in them until the full dawn of day, awakening the dawn. We live for his second coming rising in our hearts. The prophetic word is to circumcise the heart for Christ alone to rise in a true prophetic people. <laughs> All real prophetics are what the spirit of prophecy, the testimony of Jesus, and has zero to do with you. The false prophet rubs your ego. Give me a prophetic word. Man, you need to be thrown in the lake of fire is your prophetic word. The problem is you want a prophetic word for your life, but no one comes to me unless they lay their life down. You're not even involved in Christianity. Your Christianity is paganism. You're practicing paganism and trying to pretend to be obedient to God to feel good outwardly when you're still serving the fallen angels. 
very rare to find a prophetic people that are not involved in Jezebel activity. The false prophetic still allows you to keep independence from serving the Holy Spirit exclusively, as if that would be radical. As if serving the Holy Spirit with your whole brain sacrificed to Him, your whole spine and bone sacrificed to Him, is radical. That's an obedient service that's reasonable. What is considered fanaticism is basic foundational discipleship in 2020. And I know there is a zeal for people to become true disciples and so we're laying the foundations of discipleship, of how to be a truly prophetic people, and it's all around the centrality of Jesus in your spiritual womb. Because the whole point of Christianity is to birth the dawn of day, a day where the glory shines and devours all flesh, and spirit rules flesh, and flesh does not rule spirit. Right now, you're in the transition through the laws of men and the governments of men and the religions of men of transitioning out of a time of a fall where flesh and law ruled over spirit and grace, which is totally satanic. That's what the fallen angels did to the earth. Flesh has ruled over spirit since the fall of Adam. And you haven't had a people where spirit ruled over flesh since Adam. The seventh day we enter rest, which is the spirit fully built up in spiritual stature, ruling over flesh. Take dominion over the flesh. How do you do it? By birthing the divine child. That rainbow angel is the angel of the Lord. That is a spiritual depiction and description of Jesus Christ, the spirit of Jesus in Revelation 10.1. That is the leader of angel armies. That's who's rising in your heart. It's not so much your rainbow crown. It's the angel of the Lord's crown rising in your spirit so you can be one with the Lord called union. Union is the angel of the Lord himself burst out of your spirit. Should I enter into my mother's womb a second time? You should enter into the womb of the Holy Spirit and stay there until Jesus rises in your heart and Him becomes your entire mental ray. What is the mental ray? The mind of Christ. That the rainbow of God the Father's fire and power controls your flesh until your flesh is subdued by the angel of the Lord you will not know God the Father. You know about Him. You'll be full of opinions and ideas, but it has zero to do with actual Christianity, which is the substance of being possessed by Yahweh. The blood of the Lamb was spilt so that the Father could once again possess your spirit. Realize they didn't have that in the Old Covenant. It was an external anointing. The New Covenant is the anointing came in and the Father is formed inside you. That every real Christian is looking directly into Yahweh inside each other's bodies. Have I not said you are God? Come on. And you should have the same Father inside everyone. And if there is a pride... A stubbornness, it's because you still have demons and you false fathers in you and you haven't lost control to the Father yet. 
and all of that is being burnt out of you. The goat is being daily slaughtered by true apostolic and true prophetic ministry. So we can be a people possessed by the same Father. One Father. Not a million fathers like you have in Christianity right now. One Father. And you interact with each other's souls and you'll find the same God in there so you easily have unity. We don't have unity right now because there's other gods in the Christian temples. So we need to cleanse the temple, make the cat and nine tails, turn the tables over in your hearts, and drive out the money changers from your hearts. The driving out of the money changers is the cleansing of foreign gods that have invaded the temple of Yahweh. Is there demonic influence in your heart? Yes, there is. You're a liar if you say otherwise. You are continuously influenced by the realm of lies. And the only one that's not is the Father himself when you've learned to surrender by grace and desperation. When you get broken enough in your own strength trying to be good and protect yourself and all this stuff we do in religion to just fully relying on Jesus birth through our womb to fill us on the inside and he alone is strong enough to destroy the works of the devil all your deliverance is bound to the angel of the Lord your salvation your spiritual growth your progress your inheritance your prosperity your healing every breakthrough not a single step of it or drop of it has anything to do with you, but the progressive yielding of your soul to the greater one in you, Christ Jesus, the angel of the Lord, the rainbow angel, the son of God, rising in your heart. And then and only then will true day of God the Father's glory dawn through an apostolic people. Amen. Thing you're talking about the money changers just at the other house earlier today we were talking about jesus coming in and whipping the money changers and i heard the lord say now watch me whip now watch me nay nay and there will be a fire so strong now that comes forth through the manifesting suns that will melt the idols in everyone's hearts. Do you know that the lake of fire is the final resting place for the nations? When the lake of fire comes out of your heart with rivers of fire, Daniel chapter 7, how did Babylon be destroyed in Daniel's day? By the river of fire. How do you think Babylon the Great is destroyed in our day? A people who birthed the river of fire, the river of seraphim armies into the natural realm of the earth. And it pools the fire, and then in the fire, all nations will have to live and move and have their being. They're panicking right now because fallen angels can't operate in seraphim army fire. There's a bad report out there. They're squirming, they're lying, they're liars. I mean, this should be the time of the greatest reports of the true prophetic spies in the land. 
We need to get our news from heaven and not from earth. Have no mixture. Have no mixture in your gospel. Is there a bad report in your gospel? There's mixture of religion and self-righteous pride still working in you. And it's true of all of us to a degree. God is going to refine all the negativity out of your souls. There's no room for it in the revealing of Jesus Christ. Jesus defeated every drop of Satan in the cross, and Jesus really lives in us. There is so much mixture in the Christian leaders right now, and God wants to deal with the leaders first. Let him deal with all the leaders in Redditor Ministries, all our inner court, everyone close to us, Everyone that has a voice from the river is a leader. And until the river alone becomes every word out of your mouth, you're going to be bringing some snakes, some serpent seed. God forbid. And I just pray that our seraphim angels would put a torch to the roots in all these bellies that are still bringing a mixed report. we got to be a perfectly heavenly people. Not that you're ignorant, it's just you're in the river and you're not testifying to Egypt and the pyramids, nor the sand. Okay, we know what Egypt is, we know what Sodom is, we know what Babylon is. We haven't come to testify of Babylon. We've come to testify of Zion. Is your testimony Zion alone? Or are you still bringing the report of Babylon, Sodom, and Egypt? That satanic activity working in your souls, you're still under demonic influence. <laughs> you need to have only the daily Zion report or you are not leading people to God the Father. You're not leading them into a deeper realm of heaven. Amen. Repent. Only Zion has a voice that comes from God. Zion is a mountain of the voice of God. Zion is the kingdom of heaven. Zion is not an external mountain. That's the demonic influence you're overcoming. Zion is the internal mountain of fire. That you have no witness, no testimony, except God the Father rising in your belly. That's when you start to be a real leader. <laughs> and the leaders are learning how to be real leaders. And the real leaders are learning how to be really, really real leaders. And there's a greater refinement still for everyone at the sound of my voice. You'll look back at this time a year from now and look at yourself and say you were barely even saved. I tell you the truth. <laughs> like what you knew, you were infants in Christ, total babies. I don't care if you're prophets, apostles, miracle workers. The entire body of Christ is in babyhood. All the leaders of the body of Christ are infants. It's true. Doesn't matter if you signs, miracles, wonders. What matters is, is the Father fully formed in these people. Is the Zion mountain burning all angel power out of their 206 bones? Or is there still a death report? Is there still Satan working in their marrow? Is there still negative energy from the grave working in, what Jesus said, dead men's bones? Are your bones fully alive? Are you speaking some death? We have to have the report from Christ's bones. 
Not one of his bones was broken, scripture says, and his bones ascended into the cloud in Acts chapter 1 and are now transfigured bones, indestructible bones. I don't think you get it, how important the bones of Jesus are to your, your life on earth. Your power over the natural realm is based on the bones of Jesus that were never broken but transfigured in heaven. That's where the river of life comes from. The blood, the life is in the blood. The blood is produced in the bones. Marrow, red blood cells come out of the bones. There are the literal bones of Jesus in heaven. That's what makes Christianity real. That's the only thing that's a threat to the angel of death and the last curse of death to be swallowed up. If you're into anything else except the bones of Jesus, it's false religion. It's just ideas and fictional characters and good, just nonsense, absolute rubbish. You need to be into the bones of Jesus. You need to worship the bones of Jesus. You need to drink his blood, he says in scripture, drink his marrow. The only chance of you overcoming your hundreds of millions of demons of death and destruction that have been killing and stealing from you from the moment you stepped out of your mother's womb in the natural realm. The only chance you have of making a dent towards the realm of the dead is in the bones of Jesus Christ. If Satan was defeated, it's only because his bones are transfigured at the right hand of God. Otherwise, there is no salvation and death still reigns through the law. Do you understand that yet? Death does not reign through the law because his bones are glorified in Zion. And the record of those bones, the altar of those immortal, indestructible bones are rising in your hearts. That's the dawning of day. A light and a light from heaven rising in the bride that's birthing indestructible life and light from the bones of Jesus Christ before the altar in Zion. Amen. Fallen angels use bone magic. There's a, a priest inside every Catholic church church's altar in the planet. You understand that? Death religion. Religion is based on the death that's in the bones. It's true. But eternal life is based on the transfiguration of the bones of Jesus. May your Christianity, your thought life, your belief systems become real tonight and be based on the bones and marrow of Jesus, our high priest, who ministers night and day before the altar of God the Father in Zion. And that realm will rise in your heart. That altar will rise in your heart. Listen, we've been dealing with 200 million altars to demons. Every Freemason lodge, every Catholic church has an altar in it in the entire earth. Millions of fallen angel altars. But one altar will destroy them all. When good kings rose in Israel like Hezekiah, they would smash the altars to Baal, the altars to Molech, the altars to every other foreign god. You have millions of altars here that need to be smashed. The Apostle Paul says the same thing. You are not eating from the altar of Jesus, but from the altars of demons, he told the Corinthians. You need to stop mixing your Christianity with demonic altars. 
which is religious fallen angel involvement inside your hearts. And then Zion will dawn as day risen in your hearts when you serve at no other altar with your whole spirit, with your whole mind, with all your finances, with all your work, with all your family, with all your life as a real Christian that lives in the kingdom of heaven, a citizen of the kingdom that serves the one living God at the altar through the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. And then you'll see God. What I'm preaching to you tonight will allow your mind to be renewed to see Zion, to see God, to see the gold altar, to see all the rubbish of the world placed on that altar and to burn it away. The altar of fire, the altar of Zion, the altar of Jesus Christ, our high priest, the altar of the new covenant will rise in our hearts and destroy every other altar in the nation's stomachs, which is hell, in the nation's hearts, which is death, and the altar of life will completely demolish and tear down the altar to religious death. That's when our day dawns. These are the critical revelations that bring the bride into rulership over the natural dimension. You will not have rulership until you learn how to deal with demonic altars inside human hearts. We have natural reflections, guys, but we're dealing with spiritual realities of demons, fallen angel demons that have built false altars to false demon gods. And it's all religious systems. It's all human ability and all human building. All human building and all human ability is an altar to Satan. You need to come into that full understanding that the only one who can build is the Holy Spirit. We live in a building not made by human hands, which is your body. Your body was not built by man. It was built by God. The altar that we serve at was not built by man. All their altars were built by men and women, often in secret societies. There's your... 800,000 missing U.S. children sacrificed to demons. True story. But we have one sacrifice to end them all, the blood of the Lamb, the Lamb that was slain, and that altar will rise in our heart. We need to become a priestly bride. I'm teaching you how to become priests of the Melchizedek order right now. It's by serving at the one altar in your womb. Oh yeah, and from that altar births all God's power. When a sacrifice was offered on the altar, fire consumed the offering. What is the offering? Your soul to be living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God the Father in you as an all-consuming fire. Why does he make his ministers flames of fire? Because they've constantly offered their entire souls to the fire of God to burn every day. Amen. That there's nothing else in them except Zion's altar, Zion's throne. And the altar is right before the Father's throne. You have to get through the altar to get to God. And you are the sacrifice. Your house, your friendships, your relationships, 
your family, your business, your theology, everything you believe in has to go through that altar and burn in order to know God face to face as friends. That's the requirement for every normal disciple and son of God. Amen. Amen. <laughs> it's true. We got a long ways to go, guys, but stick around. Stick around. Keep up with us here in Red Letter Ministries because God is our witness. The promised land is good. The fruit there is good. His plan is good. So just stick around. Feel the desperation from the Father to produce mature priests. You have no idea the fear that goes into the demon hordes at the idea of Christians maturing into mature priests that serve the altar of Zion. It is utter horror in the camps of hell and the armies of Satan and his angels at the idea of you people becoming mature priests. The priestly bride is the end of hell's influence in all nations. The priest deals with the realm of the dead. Three things Jesus Christ presents him as in the scriptures. Priest, prophet, and king. The bride, you and I, are becoming priests, prophets, and kings by the leadership of the Holy Spirit, the seven spirits of God, in our hearts and upon our minds. The priest deals with the realm of the dead. The priest deals with the underworld. The priest deals with the hidden world in the belly of the earth. That's the priest's work. The priest of the Melchizedek order, the priestly bride, will completely shut down all the invisible workings of evil spirits. It's fun work too. I know many of you are already operating to some capacity as priests. As we grow in our priesthood ability, we grow in our power in the invisible realm. <laughs> There's unlimited power there. It just has to be exactly after the image of our high priest, Jesus Christ, who descended into the lowest regions of the earth. Jesus is a priest, a prophet, and a king. You're growing as priests, prophets, and kings. All of you. Because you're in the priest, Jesus. You're in the prophet, Jesus. And you're in the king, Jesus. And anything that's currently not is what's being dealt with that needs to burn. You're as prophetic as Jesus is prophetic because you're in Christ. You're as kingly and as royal as Jesus is kingly because Christ is in you and you're in Christ and Christ is wrapped around you. He's your clothing. He's your prophetic clothing. He's your kingly garments. He's your priesthood ephod. He is everything inside and out. He is fully God and fully man. And he's restoring you to the ability even seven times greater of what Adam and Eve had. Because we have all this prophetic revelation now. It took all this understanding from God which is our spiritual feasting, to restore our souls by feasting on His truth. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ, and that's what builds up your spirit to be in the same power as Jesus Christ. He wants every brother and sister to be
to be as powerful as he is. He's an all-powerful God. Do you agree? He is all-powerful. Do you believe you're all-powerful? In Christ you are. Everything in you that's stealing your divine power is what revelation is a circumcising sword cutting out of you. And the mind can't even know the heart. Jeremiah says that no one's mind can know their own heart. It takes a miracle for Christ to come into your spirit and to illuminate the eyes of your heart for your brain to reconnect to God the Father in your spirit. It's the, the miraculous power of the Holy Spirit working in you that's reconnecting your brains from the external fall to the internal resurrection and the life. Christ in you, the hope of realizing the resurrection. Philippians 3.10 of becoming a moral and spiritual resurrected people even while in the body. And the resurrection is dealing with the realm of the dead. Your priesthood ability is resurrection power. It's important that you're entombed, that you become familiar with the tomb, <laughs> that you descend in his death. The baptism of his death is the greatest honor for any Christian. Don't shrink back from the baptism of death. That's the only way you'll ever get resurrection life through a human body. If you are clinging to your own life and not losing it, you're not growing in divinity, but growing in sin, growing in pride. The wide path of destruction is by resisting his death. It's a daily cup. And it's also tremendous outworking power flowing out of you. But people can't relate to that power because they haven't been crucified in his death. Satan was defeated at the cross. If there is any fallen angel influence in your soul, it's because of a lack of the cross in your soul. Satan's coming, but he has nothing in me because I have no rebellion in me, Jesus said in the Garden of Gethsemane. Demonic influence is serpents eating the dust of the earth. You want to attack the serpents, but they're just eating their own food because there's still rebellion in your soul. If you die the death with Jesus, they won't come near you because there's nothing in you that belongs to them. If you are suffering any demonic influence, any demonic attacks, it's because Satan's property is still in you. They won't come near you when you're fully possessed and perfected and sanctified in your heart. So stop attacking demons that have legal right to the stuff in your heart. Cleanse and sanctify your heart. There won't be a demon 500 miles away from you. There won't be a demon even near you. You're attacking the enemy, and the enemy has ownership of dust. You understand? Until Christ be fully formed in you, Satan can't come for Christ. Christ cannot be killed a second time, book of Hebrews. Satan's not coming for your anointing for the blazing morning star. Satan is so disturbed by the throne of God's power, he doesn't want anything to do with it. Remember when the demons got near Jesus, the gathering demoniac? They were horrified and begged that they would leave the region into the pigs. They couldn't be near someone that was walking in God the Father. Demons are only near someone that is walking in sin. Amen. 
cleanse the sin from inside the cup and demons will flee in terror by God the Father in your hearts. Stop blaming others. <laughs> Stop your spiritual warfare and get sanctified by the glory of the Father. And then you walk in perfect armor of light and the outflowing power of God the Father will shine through you. When we're in religion, we're in Satan's feeding trough. And there's just as much religion in the charismatic church as there is the Catholic church. People hate to hear that, but it's truth in hell. Because it's still a building made by human hands. You're not living in the actual kingdom yet. It's still charismatic traditions. Predictable activities. It's not the river of life. You can't have the river of life in any building made by human hands. That's insanity. Total mental illness. Revival's coming to destroy Christianity as you know it. Revival's coming to destroy the church. Do you understand that yet? The river of life is a literal river that can't be walled in or contained in any box. God makes the rules. You get slaughtered by them. Do you understand that? You are the sacrifice to God's plans. If you are in the way, you're resisting, grieving, quenching the Holy Spirit and are currently the enemies of the Holy Spirit. The religious covenant people were the enemies of the Holy Spirit in this first coming. Hello? The religious covenant people are the enemies ten times worse than this second coming and you're already a hundred years deep into the second coming of Christ. Perusia, the ever-increasing presence. The second coming began at Azusa Street, the reintroduction of the Holy Spirit to Christianity. Nobody spoke in tongues before William Seymour in the greatest revival of the last 1900 years. Los Angeles in 1906 and 1916, over 10 million people baptized in the Holy Spirit. No one spoke in tongues before that. We had 1800 years of dark ages where the gifts of the Spirit were practically extinct. That's true. It's only in the last hundred years that people would practice the presence of God, live in the glory. Signs, miracles, and wonders, tongues, gifts of the Spirit. All of this ever-increasing parousia, you are in the second coming of Christ. You're a hundred years deep in it. And the greatest enemies are the ones claiming to be Christians. They're the ones that have opposed RLM every night and day for 15 years. Because they don't understand God the Father's ways in the river of life. God is going to come like a flood of a people that know how to release rivers whose waters are broke in their wombs to release the power of God the Father. We're going to don day. The dying of day is the flood, people. It's the flood of power. It's the flood of glory. It's the flood of living water. It's the flood of judgment upon religion, especially, especially Christian religion that is far more demonic than the Jewish religion of his first coming. Far more. It's true. Because it doesn't allow people to know the Father in Zion. It doesn't transform society. Christian religion submitted in Babylon still tolerates the persons of the wicked, still tolerates Herod in politics, still tolerates humanity, 
humanity has no rulership in real Christianity. The human nature has zero rulership, zero leadership in true apostolic Christianity. You want to be a son of thunder? God's voice and God's glory cloud must rule through your heart and then he'll rule through your mind. And then your voice will shake nations. And the walls will come down like Jericho with your voice because it will no longer be you speaking through that mouth. It will be God the Father as an oracle of Zion. Because you've known the altar of Zion. You've known the full sacrifice of the new covenant of self. And you've paid the price for the seven blazing torches to burn through you. Amen. Truth, anyhow. Coming into perfection glory. Coming into the church of Mount Zion, where Moses and the Lamb are already standing, waiting for you to rise above religion, which is called Babylon the Great. Lady Babylon and getting all the mixture of Lady Babylon charismatic witchcraft out of your souls and becoming an equal high priest and king and judge over all flesh over all animals in the garden over the serpent in the garden by standing on top Mount Zion by a continuous yielding of your five natural senses to Jesus Christ in your womb. Amen. Amen. Glory. You guys want to bring your financial offerings? Put them on the fire altar tonight. I want you to get a vision. I ask that our angels and the Holy Spirit would open up your eyes in your hearts and remove the scales from your eyes and your minds that you could see the altar of fire that's where you bring financial sacrifice you place it right on the altar right into the fire right before God the Father's throne we bring sacrifice to God for Zion to increase through our hearts we sacrifice from our heart we're still working and doing business for that idol called money to not be in your heart. You must bring it to the altar and put it on the fire for the work of the priests, for the work of the apostles. The book of Acts church brought their finances by the millions and placed it on the altar before God's throne, which looked like laying it at the feet of the apostles in the book of Acts. We need to sacrifice our pride spiritually first and sacrifice our finances second to become an apostolic people of true Book of Acts revival. Amen. And we'll always remember the poor. There were three different things. You read about it in Acts. It's written in the Bible for your understanding of how to maintain revival. And this is something hardly anyone does yet. People talk about finances, still only 3% of American Christians tithe. And it's the same numbers of Red Letter Ministries people. Only 3% of our viewers tithe. 
Tithing is not Old Covenant. Melchizedek received a tithe. Melchizedek's Jesus. That's the New Covenant. Bringing a tenth of all the increase of your business and your money into the apostles' work is the New Covenant. It's the bare minimum you can give. And as long as you're giving it from your heart, you'll see increase through your heart and the energy that creates wealth. Scripture says, I have given you the covenant that creates wealth. How do you create wealth? By not withholding the tithe, Malachi chapter 4. Bring the tithe into the temple, place it on the altar of fire by tithing the Red Letter Ministries which is giving one-tenth of all your income to the works of the apostles. And you will see incredible breakthroughs in your life. It's written in the Word. It's demonstrated in the book of Acts. It's a principle for revival. And it's the only way idolatry stays melted away from the fear of God burning in your hearts. Amen. Bring financial sacrifice today. Redletterman.com. Bless you guys. We will see you tomorrow. Love you guys. Thank you so much, Brandon, for bringing this precious, most precious, close to the heart of the Father revelation this day. Absolutely incredible. Just want to back that up and say thank you so much to you guys who do give. It's really amazing. And for everyone else, you know, you want to see revival. You want to see glory greater than the Temple of Solomon, where the priest, there was a physical club and they couldn't even stand to minister. You want to see that even then, the people brought their offerings, all the animals, the, the money, they brought it into the temple and into Solomon's palace. And I tell you the truth, one greater than Solomon is here today. So if you have eyes to see and ears to hear, hear what the Spirit's saying, support what Redliner Ministries is doing, and be mega blessed. Love you guys. Amen. Love you. See you tomorrow. I never felt that before. I magnify your energy.